Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of Last Minute Thoughts. This time it says the Pittsburgh Steelers prepare to face the Las Vegas Raiders. I remember to call them Las Vegas. I can't promise I'll do that every time in this episode, but this is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you on Christmas Eve. This podcast is coming out right around noon Pittsburgh time. Uh, it could be a little before, a little after, simply because I am literally waiting for my last minute thoughts before this has to go. I am recording this podcast and I am hitting publish. So I've waited for as much news or as much everything as we can get heading into this matchup. So if you're listening to this later on on Saturday, I was letting you know what time it was recorded, if things have changed, because you'll, you'll see as things go on, there's still a question mark with, with some stuff when it comes to the rosters that I'll talk about when I get to that portion of the show. But let's dive into this because there's certain things that don't really have a lot to dive into. For example, the game is in Pittsburgh, 8.15 p.m. tonight, Christmas Eve. A lot of people have known about this. There are very inexpensive tickets if you're someone at the last minute saying, hey, I want to go, but it's going to be cold, which we'll talk about shortly as well. When it comes to like a distribution map of whether or not you're going to want to see the game or not that we generally talk about on these shows, don't have to worry about it here. It's on NFL Network nationally televised. Now, also, if you don't have NFL Network, but let's say you have NFL Plus Premium, which you could, I think you can even get a trial for if you don't have it, or if you have it, it's like, I think $7.99 or something like that a month. They show nationally televised games on, on that. It's through NFL.com. They have the nationally televised games, quote unquote, live. They are, you know, streaming. It's sometimes a, a couple minutes behind, but those are your options in order to see the game. Um, of course, there's the general uh, regular avenues for listening for, through Steelers Nation Radio or things of that nature. But I also have heard a lot of Steelers fans and those that follow it behind the steel curtain.com, your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, that they plan on watching this game in, in a tape delay. They're going to record the game while they do their family things for Christmas Eve. And then when they have the time, like some of them are saying, hey, I'm watching it at 1 a.m. They're just trying to not catch news and catch it later so they're not surprised by it. Um, I understand that as well. I wish I had that luxury to be able to do that. I would probably do that. But uh, covering the game and everything from behind the steel curtain, that's just the way that it rolls. When it comes to the odds for this game, they have been up and down and all around. I have seen... I think it started off early in the week, the Steelers favored by two. Then it went to three. Then it was back to two and a half. Then it was down to two. Back up to three. All over. Right now, current odds, according to DraftKings, it is the closest that they've been so far. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers favored by 1.5. One and a half point favorites. That's what it's come down to. A lot of interesting stuff going on with this game. You know, back and forth. I, I I don't know exactly what's changed with that. That's just the way it's gone. Uh, the over under is at thirty eight point five, so they are expecting a low scoring game, um, and we'll understand why when we talk now about the weather. The weather is going to be a big factor in this game. If you haven't heard about the weather with this game, um, I, I said this in some other things um, in articles on the website. I'd like to know what rock you are under because obviously it it's it's a pretty secluded place and sounds pretty great because. That's the one of the main talking points. I mean, that would be like not 
knowing that this game is celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Um, what, just the, These are the talking points and the stuff that's been going on and on with stuff this week. But the weather right now in Pittsburgh, and this is according to weather.com, it is five degrees with a wind chill where it feels like negative 16 right now at 11.45 a.m. Um, Pittsburgh time. That's the weather now. Now, it is supposed to gradually warm up and the winds gradually calm down, but it's still going to be very windy. It's just not going to be as windy as it is right now. For example, they say right now that it is 23-mile-an-hour winds in Pittsburgh. As the afternoon goes on, the temperature's going up. It's supposed to get up to 10 degrees. Oh, yeah, that's exciting, getting up the double digits. But it's supposed to get up to 10 degrees by 4 p.m., and that's also when the winds are supposed to drop down below 20 miles an hour to a whole whopping 19. When you want to know what it is at kickoff, projected, forecasted, like I said, this is just this is weather.com, so if it's wrong, I want you to know who to blame because – I just want to put that out there. At 8 o'clock, it's supposed to be 13 degrees, a 9% chance of some snow flurries. I'll say flurries rather than showers. And the winds will be down to 16 miles per hour. So throughout the game, it's 16, 17 miles per hour. And the temperature is supposed to be going up a little bit, even though it's getting, you know, it, it's it's at night. It's supposed to be 14, 15 degrees. Now, I don't have an exact estimated wind chill at that time just because i don't know if i need some premium subscription or not so and i wasn't bothering to do that for that but it's going to be a cold one and if you want to go out and check out the game and you live in the pittsburgh area i've seen or someone or one of the pittsburgh beat writers put on social media that that uh, this game there are tickets for as cheap as six dollars just because the timing and the coldness of it. I I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of empty seats because of when they put this game. I was still an advocate for them playing it last night on the night of the actual day of the Immaculate Reception. They could have done stuff all day. They could have done their celebrations all day. Now, the weather would have not cooperated that greatly. But it would have been a standalone game because right now, this is coming to you, but there's a whole slate of NFL games. There's as many NFL games today as there was last Sunday because they're treating this weekend as Saturday being the main NFL day. And then Sunday, you just have this on Christmas day, you have the single one o'clock, four 30 and primetime games that like you had last Saturday. So that's why the numbers work out that there's the same number of games. So there's a lot of games going on today. This game is not a standalone game other than being in prime time. But uh, I thought my idea was good, but like they're going to listen to me. All right. Injury report. This is kind of where I'm going to get into the crux of everything with this podcast. So because of that, I'm actually going to take the break right now because the biggest thing we have to talk about is the injury report and things going on there. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, let's dive into this injury report because here's the explanation. And this explanation might take a little bit. I have no idea when the deadline is for teams to actually make practice squad elevations or roster moves for this game. Normally, and if you base it off of all the other games going on on Saturday, they had practice squad elevations going on yesterday because it's normally 4 p.m. Saturday for Sunday games. That's just how it works. But when you're talking about primetime games that are standalone games on their own days, it's 4 p.m. the day of. Thursday night football, all roster moves, practice squad elevations, 4 p.m. on on Thursday for Thursday night. Monday night football. It's 4 p.m. Monday for Monday night football. 
but maybe because it's Saturday night football, that's when the deadline was for the Steelers and Raiders. I searched high and low, you know, ditched my family trying to figure this out, and nothing really gave me a definitive answer. I have a feeling that the, it is 4 p.m. today, mainly because I'll go ahead and start with this, is the Raiders injury report. On the Raiders injury report, they have, my goodness, I'm pretty sure it was two, four, they have seven players questionable and one ruled out. They have cornerback Rocky Asin with a knee. He is ruled out. Their questionable players are, are as follows. Running back Zamir White, ankle. Guard Dylan Parham, knee, question. Well, that's questionable. They're all questionable, sorry. Um, guard slash tackle Jermaine Ul. Uh, Uliamnior, something like that. Wrist. I love butchering names. Linebacker Darren Butler, quadriceps. Defensive tackle Andrew Billings, fibula. Tackle Jackson Barton, back. And guard Alex Bars, knee. That's seven players. You would think with seven players questionable that they would at least want one practice squad elevation, if not a second, based on these players. Now, these designations came out Thursday. Both of these teams, or at least I know the Steelers, they practiced on Friday. And I, the way I, I understood it, even going into it, and then as the reports came out of it, it was more than just the typical day before a game walkthrough because they didn't play till Saturday night, trying to keep things a little bit more on a regular schedule. Because there's also some reports of stuff that came out with the Steelers, but they didn't change any injury statuses. I, and they usually do that just ahead of the deadline. You know, sometimes it's a few hours, but sometimes it's right before the, the 4 p.m. deadline for these things. Based on the Raiders, I think that they could still make an, make an elevation up until 4 o'clock today because I'm just shocked that they didn't. More than the Steelers. You know, I, the Steelers are dependent on how things are working out, which we're going to talk about in a second. I don't know that they would need to make a practice squad elevation, but I thought the Raiders would have. Maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe they had to do it by four o'clock yesterday. Maybe there's nothing else coming. If nothing else happens, I don't know when the deadline was, if it was yesterday or today. But I'm just putting that out there just in case one of these things could change. And we're obviously not waiting until four o'clock to do this podcast. So that was the Raiders, and I felt that maybe they would need a, a, to elevate some players on the practice squad because of their questionable status, unless they held a practice Friday and got a much better idea, and most of these, if not all of those players, are playing. But still, even if it's, even if five out of seven are, are available, you would think that they might need one practice squad elevation based on the position, because it does come down to position, which we'll see with the Steelers. The Steelers have three questionable players. They have Deontay Johnson, who did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. You have Terrell Edmonds, who didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. There was a Tuesday injury report, but it was estimated because the Steelers didn't practice. So I'm, I'm not even worrying about that. And then Miles um, Jack, who was limited on Wednesday, full on Thursday, still questionable with his groin. So whether or not they're also questionable is it remains to be seen. But there was a report yesterday. Najee Harris mentioned it in his time with the media that Deontay Johnson practiced yesterday. So I would expect maybe you know that Deontay Johnson should be good to play. We will see. If he's not, you would think that the Steelers would want to actually have five wide receivers for a game, and they would make a practice squad elevation. So if Deontay Johnson, if they thought yesterday couldn't go, you, you would have seen someone, most likely Cody White, elevated off the practice squad. That didn't happen. 
either the deadline's at 4 o'clock today, and that still could happen, or Deontay Johnson's fine and he's going to play and they don't have any reason to do it. Now, at Terrell Edmonds, the Steelers have been dressing an extra safety um, ever since um, the, the Monte KZ came back and Micah Fitzpatrick was healthy as well. Because remember, when KZ first came back, Fitzpatrick missed a game. Um, so they could get around with not having to bring in another safety or something of that nature. Um, and then Miles Jack, he didn't play last week, and instead Mark Robinson got a helmet. I am, find it very interesting that Miles Jack was a full participant, and they still have him being questionable, when somebody like Larry Ogunjobi did not practice either, either Wednesday or Thursday, and he has no injury status. So you're telling me a guy that didn't practice – is 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 more prepared for that. Now, it might have been that when it was estimated on Tuesday, Ogunjobi was a coach's decision. When it was Wednesday, they added his toe injury. Thursday, he didn't practice. You don't know which one it was. It might have just been the coach's decision, much like with Cam Hayward didn't practice on Thursday with coach's decision. So you don't know how those things play out. But that's a lot of things that are interesting. But the things – let's talk about the important ones. George Pickens didn't practice on Thursday didn't, but uh, due to an illness, but it was reported that he did practice on Friday. He didn't have an injury status. Kenny Pickett, full go out of the concussion protocol. No injury status for him. Uh, Najee Harris, after not practicing Wednesday, full on Thursday, no injury status for him. Derek Watt, who was mentioned by Coach Tomlin earlier in the week, he's he practiced all week. He's good to go. Uh, J.C. Hassenauer has missed the last two practices, I don't know about Friday, for a personal reason, but he didn't have an injury status. Um, Pat Fryermuth full participant, good to go. So those are some things that are that are good at, of note. Terrell Edmonds was a player that Coach Tomlin talked about on Tuesday that he lumped together in a group that might not practice but should still be okay for the game, yet he's questionable. It's a hamstring. You just never know how those are. Hopefully he's good to go. So there could be moves at four. I can't say for sure. I even looked up stuff for the Raiders, and all I can find out is that it's Devontae Adams' birthday. <laughs> Today, that's the best that I could do there. So that's, I knew that was going to be a large portion of this of this show because we still just don't know what's going on. When you look at this game coming in, you look at the implications. Both teams are six and eight. Both teams are struggling to stay alive in the playoff hunt. Both teams probably, you know, they have something to fight for, but the they probably have it unspoken in their teams that's obviously spoken within the fan base is that it's such a long shot. You're not really even, you know, realistically thinking that it's going to happen. So, but these teams need to need to keep going. The the Raiders have won. I, I'm pretty sure that Jeff Hartman said that they'd won four out of their last five on his let's ride podcast. They are a team that's, that's, that's been winning some more games recently. They had that, crazy walk-off win last week against New England that never should have happened in that manner. It's not to say they wouldn't have won the game in overtime, but they didn't win that game as much as New England lost it in the moment that they did, which uh, I, I still find ironic because, you know, remember, they, that was still the whole tuck rule thing from uh, <laughs> from years ago. Um, on, a, on a podcast that I was on earlier this week, um, I never really thought of it this way, that the Raiders basically were, were on the receiving end of two – iconic NFL plays that launched dynasties. They were on the wrong end of the immaculate reception, which launched the Steelers dynasty in the seventies. And they were on the wrong end of the tuck rule game, which then launched the Patriots in the two thousands. So um, maybe we can use this game tonight and maybe they can launch something great will happen and they can launch another dynasty within the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, if you want to look at X factors, 
the biggest X factor in this game might be the weather. Um, therefore, you're looking at like Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs for both teams, um, how they're able to run the ball, how the defenses are able to stop the run. I'm going out on a limb and saying, hey, the, the Steelers' pass defense over the last four games of all NFL teams, they're number one. They haven't given up more than 188 yards in passing um, over the last four games when you look at it, which is crazy because they're still way far down ranked overall because of all the yards they gave up early. Now, it could be the teams running the ball more, things of that nature. I'm not saying that they're the best in the NFL. I'm just saying they haven't given up yards the last four games. I think that's really important to continue in this game. I think last year of Henry Ruggs burning the Steelers deep on that touchdown against Akella Witherspoon. I think the Steelers cornerbacks got to got to show that they can they can handle the likes of uh, Devontae Adams, like Hunter Renfro, and then the rest of the secondary and linebackers with uh, with the Darren Wallers. Um, that even though the weather might impact it some as well that don't get beat by the passing game. Don't get beat by the passing game. So that's basically what this matchup is. This really is about um, the celebration um, of the Immaculate Reception anniversary. And it really is, instead of, it's still a celebration of Franco Harris. It's just not what it was supposed to be even a week ago. It's still crushing. It's still heartbreaking to think that, just a mere days before this stuff that's going to honor Franco Harris and retire his number that he's no longer with us. That if this would have been, you know, if the anniversary would have been a week earlier, he'd have been there. It's, it's absolutely um, unfathomable that, that how quickly those things in life change. So especially this holiday season, remember that with your family, remember that with your friends, remember that with your loved ones, that how quickly things can change. So please don't take it for granted. I think, you know, maybe, maybe everyone, maybe Steelers nation was taking, you know, Franco being there for everything for granted. And now he's not. And that's just, it's just, it's crushing. It's crushing. So um, let's let's remember that with everything else that we have, both with our Pittsburgh Steelers and in life. Uh, make sure you're checking out all of our podcasts and and everything. We will have a post game show coming out after the game. That's going to be with Big Brosco and Daniel J. Are scheduled to be on. I don't. The schedule can always change. It's Christmas Eve. You just never know. Um, then. I think Jeff Hartman's going to have a special winners and losers for you um, on 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 Sunday um, from the game, rather than his normal let's ride, which will then still happen on Monday. Uh, you'll have the uh, Mike Tomlin press conference recap. Make sure you check out behindthesteelcurtain.com. We've got everything leading up to the game. And of course, we'll have all the. We'll even though it's Christmas Day, we'll still have our normal day after game breakdown um, up until when the rest of the games kick in. Ooh, also, if you're listening to this and you still got time before the game, you're wanting to check out more, lots of good podcasts that we've already had that are still coming out, out or that just came out for you between Touchdown Under, We Run the North, uh, State of the Steelers, uh, Six Pack with Tony, the Here We Go, the pregame show, Friday's Let's Ride. If you haven't caught any of them, make sure you check them out before this game. Get excited, even if you're wearing red and green, um, or even if you don't celebrate Christmas and you're just enjoying this game, make sure you got your terrible towels ready to go. See if the Pittsburgh Steelers can overcome their 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 recent snafus against the Las, Las Vegas Raiders. Well, they weren't even the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, maybe they were last year, but against the Raiders and and o- overcome those things and get get back into uh winning against them, but more important, really, really 
represent Steelers Nation that more than anything want to go out there and win one for Franco. Hopefully, uh, the, these players can represent us all when going out there and getting the job done. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And as we always say, to finish these things out, go Steelers. <laughs>